Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our recap of Downton Abbey. We call it Downton Gabby. Welcome to the final season of Downton Abbey. We are happy to be here with you. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. We're known as two of the five Satellite Sisters. Hey, Jewel, aren't you glad we're back doing Downton Gabby? It's bittersweet. Leon, it was like uh, starting with some restorative broth to watch this show again. But yes, it is a little bittersweet. I saw those Viking ads and I thought, what's going to happen to them after Downton Abbey? <laughs> right? What is, what's going to happen to all those boats? I don't and know. Nobody will, I don't know. I, and I have to say, being from Pasadena, I recently saw the Downton Abbey float in the Rose Parade. <gasps> and yes. it was wonderful. It's not dynamic to have a big house on a float. I have to say that. Like, it was cool to see it on a float, but it's not the same as having like bears that move their heads, you know, like the other floats. Um, but one thing I loved was that they had the music, the theme going. And so Lady Cora was there on the float. They had a car and a driver and a big floral display and everything like that. That was spectacular. But the theme, it was just such a contrast to, you know, the other music coming from floats, like staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> Instead, we had the dun, 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 dun. I know. It was just, it's an amazing theme. It really does transport you and to see those opening scenes, you know, that's what I mean. You settle in, you see the bells ringing, you see Isis, the dog walking across the, the great lawns. Oh, I just loved it. And now we have to say, we admitted earlier on the Satellite Sisters podcast, Julie and I did no reading about season six. We don't have insights for you. We didn't watch any of the previews. I didn't even read the interviews in the New York Times with the whole cast. I stayed away from anything on TV. I did not want to know one shred of what might happen. Julie, what was your what was that your protocol? Was no, same, same thing, Lee. And I, I, I really felt like I wanted to just come to this very fresh uh, and savor every moment of it. And I don't need other people to tell me what to think about Down Abbey. As, uh, that's it. All right. So British people, just keep it to yourselves. Okay. We know you know, but we don't want to know. <laughs> that's just the thing. We love you, but we don't want to know about Down Abbey. All right. So we start. And Julie, we're off to the hunt. First scene, off we go. Lord Grantham leads us. Horses, you know, foxhounds, foxes. Dogs. I yeah. love that they have the little a nip of something out of those silver cups delivered by the all the, the butlers before they take off, Leon. Yes, a good hunt. That's a good way to start season six. And we know, here's what we know. We know it's 1925, and we know this. Everybody at Downton Abbey is very, very grumpy. Did you feel that, Julie? They're all grumpy. Here, for example, Lord Grantham, very, very grumpy the times they are changing. He mm -hmm. just cannot get over change, can he, Jewel? No, that's not his strong point, Leon, uh, to be flexible, to be adaptable. I mean, he's all about tradition, right? So, of course, he wouldn't like the change. Lady Mary, very, very grumpy. She's being blackmailed, and she's very grumpy that Edith even exists. I mean, <laughs> really, she, she, I know, it is very icy between the two sisters. They don't, they don't talk, they don't touch, 
And actually, I thought Edith was like having a good show. She was she was yes. kind of quirky, which yeah. was driving Mary crazy. I know. There was actual eye rolling. Eye rolling. That's how grumpy she was. I mean, that's not good breeding, eye rolling on camera. All right. Also grumpy. Mrs. Hughes, pretty grumpy that she has to consummate her impending marriage. Well, what was that about? It's a lot of pressure there. She's She has a lot of pressure. You know, it's just... Just thinking about it all just uh, really, you know, was more than she could cope with, Liam. Well, frankly, watching it all was a lot of pressure for us. Don't you think? It was more than I could cope with, really. <laughs> I had to look away. I had to look away during the big um, SEX talk. Okay? That's all I can say. And then Mrs. Patmore, very grumpy that she has to be the messenger to tell Carson, hey, by the way, wife doesn't want to do it. I mean, that seemed... I don't know how, Mrs. Carter. You, you would. I'd have to drink a lot more port to to have that kind of conversation with somebody else. I mean, really, Mrs. Patmore, you're the best, man. Because that was a tough gig. I mean, good. There's good friends, and then there's that gig. All right, you know who else was grumpy? The Dowager Countess. She was very grumpy that Tom had moved to Boston. You know. Yes, I know. I know. Well, I miss Tom. I have to say, oh. I miss Tom. I miss Rose. Yep. I miss the gramophone. You know, I, I just, I miss all of that. Uh, I understand why Tom had to go, but maybe he's going to come back for like uh, Christmas or something. That's I, hope. I, I hope. I hope because hope. everyone is so grumpy. Also yeah. grumpy is cousin Isabel. Oh, she's grumpy about some nonsense at the hospital. All um, right. Even I... though she has not one, but two adoring suitors. How does Isabel have two men and like our sister Liz has none? How is that? How How old do you think Isabel is? That's what, during this episode, I I wanted to know how old is Mrs. Patmore? How old is Mrs. Hughes? And how old is, is Isabel? I don't know. How old are those women? I don't know. They could be a million or they could be 40. Like that's, don't British women look like that? I don't know. I don't know how old they are. They all talk. I thought they were like a hundred, but then they all seem to have love lives and sex lives and all kinds of things. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. Daisy, very grumpy that her farmer, a father-in-law is being booted off the farm. I mean- You know, come on, Daisy. She was grumpy. Yeah. All the downstairs folks, very grumpy about potential downsizing. They're all, yeah. that was. Well, oh. that's, I mean, I mean, you can understand that. I mean, as Lord Grantham said, who has an underbutler these days? <laughs> did Martha Stewart say that or did Lord <laughs> Grantham say that? I'm not sure. But really, know. who has an underbutler? Hmm. I know. Yeah, so it's true. About that. No. It's true. It's true. And then, frankly, we're all grumpy that that stupid Bates storyline, murder storyline, is even continuing. I mean, honestly. I know, I know Bates is smiling. Ugh. He's smiling. But I just still can't trust him. Poor yeah. Anna, yeah. too. She's poor Anna. She had a lot this I know. This she sense. did. I, and I had, like, blocked out that stupid second murder storyline that this poor married couple is facing. It's facing, yes. but yes. you're right. Every time he smiles now, Bates, I think he's something, he's up to something. He's up to something. <laughs> I honestly, the only ones in the show that were not grumpy. Okay. Lady Cora, because she clearly is medicated again. I mean, they, she, I know. Well, she was up. I liked it that she was vertical. She was upright. She wasn't horizontal. She wasn't in bed the whole time, but she has just no idea what's going on. She's I mean, none. She's no idea. Okay, Lady Rose, apparently not grumpy because she's in New York, where I'm sure she's exploring her love of all things jazz, don't you? Yes, yes. I... (laughs) 
and 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 then you know julie i was pretty convinced that at some point in my marriage uh my husband has also asked is this the refrigerator because <laughs> okay sure okay when lord grantham said that yes i men say that all the time we're laughing at it ha 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 it's 1925 but men this week around america are saying well how do you exactly do you turn this dishwasher on or what what like what setting should I have for the washing machine? You know they all play that, don't they? Lena? I know they do. Right? Yeah. Who are the kids' pediatricians anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, they're teenagers now. Where is the pediatrician's office? I'll never where, forget that. Do you know where my other sock is? No, I mean this is it. It's the same <laughs> stuff. Nineteen twenty-five, two thousand sixteen. Nothing has changed. So, I mean, we set up a bunch of storylines for the season. Obviously, change uh, is coming to Downton. That was sort of a storyline last year, but we're obviously going to see some economic downsizing. Uh, Obviously, Daisy's storyline about girls going, you know, uh, people who work in houses going off to work in shops. That was mentioned. So there'll be some social movement and economic movement. Uh, Mary was, you know, I I have to say, I love Lady Mary. I just love her. (laughs) She's really my hero because she has not let widowhood or war or men dying in her bed or motherhood or blackmail soften her one bit. You know what I mean? Right. Stay angry, Mary. Stay angry. I mean, I like it. (laughs) Yes, that's a big thing this time, that she is being blackmailed because of her uh, weekend in Liverpool uh, and that – uh, that the, some chambermaid is now stalking her, um, uh, you know, throughout the show. So what did you think of that, Lane? You know what? I, I mean, I thought, uh, first of all, Mary's sex, sex capade, it seemed kind of stupid that she signed her own name in the registry. Like, really? She's, <laughs> she's a lot smarter than that. I'm surprised the two of them would have done that. Uh, and secondly, I'm always surprised that, you know, they seem to like the servants at Downton, but other people's servants are always portrayed as sort of crass, criminals basically <laughs> have you noticed that yes you know anytime it's somebody else's servant oh they're terrible people but the downton servants are salt to the earth so uh i feel like miss bevan will be back but again the times they are changing so she can't hold that much over mary now and i'm just hoping that that hot matthew good comes back uh to downton this season remember the race car driver from the yes. finale last year mm-hmm. the guy who just hopped right in the car and drove off to the set of the good wife um i i hope he comes back <laughs> but i hope she stays angry. You know, I hope that is a completely different marriage or relationship than the one she had with Matthew. So I'm looking forward to Lady Mary. After all the grumpiness and like, oh my gosh, the Bateses, now they're having miscarriages. Oh, they just can't get a break. And oh, Mrs. Patmore, we're going to, so you have to hear about that. And oh, she has no help. And that's going to be a downer. And of course, Mosley even showed up. I know, but did you see? He almost tripped in the dogs, the hunting dogs at the beginning, in the opening scene. I know. Mosley, Mosley, Mosley. Okay. But he, he's trying, Leon. He's trying. <laughs> what did you think of the blackmail? Did you did you buy that? Did you? Well, think- I mean, I thought it was kind of a weak storyline yeah. because she wasn't already a married woman. It right. wasn't like she was, you know, a debutante, as, her, as, her, uh, as Lord Grantham uh, says later in the episode. Yeah. But uh, she was sort of... She did have some, there was, she brought a tone of evil, um, of, or of some, something yeah. dark, uh, to the show. So that was good. And I did like the way Mary stood up to her and, uh, and I would like to see Mary, you know, with a love interest. Yeah. I always find those interesting, uh, at, in this series. So I hope she, I hope there is a, some new 
some new handsome character for uh, for Mary to fall in love with. Now, what about Edith? Edith is not grumpy, and I think she should take advantage of that apartment just sitting there in London and get the heck out of Downton, don't you? I, I know. I mean, she has, this was the best she's ever been. I mean, now... She has her little daughter, Miss Marigold, is under, you know, is living, living at home. Uh, and she has her own apartment and she has her own newspaper. And yes, she's independent. She should do that. And uh, she should get out from under because she's not getting much love. I mean, from her sister and her mother, I don't know, just... <laughs> Really, it's not providing much guidance. So that's the kindest thing I can say about Lady Cor. What, what if that is a storyline? If Lady Cor gets on the Dalauden and like has to go into rehab, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Okay. No, I, I hope Edith goes to London because there's yes. great clothes in London. Rosalind, the, you know, the sexy aunt is in London. There could yeah. be a lot of good storylines in London. Mm-hmm. So I hope she gets the heck out of Dodge for a while. And then, uh, and then I have to say my favorite scenes were, um, okay, before we get to that, the hospital power grab. At the, <laughs> I have no interest in this storyline. What what is this storyline, Julie? I don't know, Lynn, but it it did provide. Uh, it was a fun board meeting to watch. Yes, the they were screaming at each other. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, it was it was really great, and I loved it when uh, when uh, when the late when Lady Crawley was when they said, "Does it ever get cold on the moral high ground?" That was a great question. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line. Or, or you know, so I mean, it's just provided an opportunity for the two of them to spar. You know, is it just they're they're going at it, they're yeah. dueling, and and it and and that's good. We want more of that. We don't really want them to be friends. I think it's more it's more fun when when they have issues with each other. Yeah, so. yeah, team of rivals, team of rivals. But it was interesting in that scene, um, the board uh, discussion scene, the hospital board discussion scene. Lady Cora. I don't know whether she she had just a hard time following the conversation. Her head was like, like, you know, I don't know if you noticed it. It was I had to watch the show twice, but she just could not keep up with the conversation at all. I had to go back and watch. Oh, yeah, I got to watch for that. Maybe these are the early signs of the Dilaudin addiction. Could be. Okay. What? What was that they used to give people for the vapors? Wasn't it like, or this isn't this when they started giving out cocaine in the twenties? It's like a he- with health benefits. Yes, right? maybe yeah. that's. I think that's okay. That'd be good. I hope. <laughs> I, well, we know it's all written, so we can't change the course of it. But uh, that would be good. All right, here are the scenes I liked. I did like the scene when Mr. Carson kind of, you know, he had to admit that he's totally hot for Mrs. Hughes. I, <laughs> I know that was that was that was very was charming. Very t- Charming yeah. and dignified. It yes. Was lovely. Yes. Yes. And what like three quarters of the audience watching thought their husband was or, or you know, beloved was thinking about them. So, so Again, excellent. How old do you think, how old do you think Mr. Carson is? <laughs> I don't know. These thoughts were just running through my mind. Again, because I did, we, well, we had the blank page, Leanne. I We didn't do the deep preparation. No. It was just... These are just our our fresh impressions. Yes. And then finally, when the Bates storyline was wrapped up, we had to have not one but two scenes when the constable came to give the update. And now some strange woman had confessed and there was a witness. And then there was Vov Clico for all. <laughs> I popped a bottle of Vov Clico because I was like, thank you. We have wrapped this tedious storyline. <laughs> 
So, and did you enjoy uh, Mrs. Patmore dancing with the constable? That was that was a nice <laughs> touch. <laughs> All right. So do you have any predictions for the upcoming season, Julie? Any anything you'd like to see other than that? Any other thoughts on this and favorite? Well, I do. I do want Ma- uh, Lady Mary uh, to get a love life. I think yeah. that would be very, very important. Yeah. Um, you know, I, if Edith goes to London, she's got to do something. Yeah. I would like something to happen to her. I mean, those two really need to uh get it on. I like it that the children are speaking and running now rather than <laughs> In previous seasons, they've just been, you know, uh, just not moving around uh, too much. Um, I'm not sure Thomas is the best choice, though, for uh, for a lot of interaction with the kids. I mean, he's proven himself to be pretty dastardly right, and pretty right. scheming and pretty underhanded. Right, so right. if they won't let the other footmen spend a lot of time with Thomas, I'm surprised they're letting him, you know, carry Marigold around all day. Frankly, <laughs> good point. <Liam. laughs> okay. And Daisy, I mean, you know, yeah. I love Daisy. Yeah. And uh, she had, you know, she she just she got really out of control, um, you know, with, a, you know, in this episode. But I really just I would like to see good come to her. So I would like a good storyline for Daisy. Yeah, I think there's couldn't Daisy appear in that Meryl Streep movie about the women's vote. Doesn't that work? <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Isn't it right about the same time? Yes, maybe it is. not. All right. Yeah, I would definitely like to see Tom make a return from Boston. I'm sure he will. He's been in a lot of the promotional material, even though I've tried not to see it. He's been in the photos. I think Rose needs to come back a little bit, uh, a little bit of time. And I would like to see Mary as a businesswoman, too. I'd like to see her yes. love interest. But now, you know, now that she's been bribed and she stood up to Mrs. Bevan, Ms. Bevan, yes. uh, her father said, oh, OK, I guess you can run the estate a heck of a lot better than you did, buddy. You practically ran it into the ground with your old school <laughs> idea and mary and tom saved it uh but um so i'd like to see mary as businesswoman yeah and edith as sort of um you know avant-garde literary you know involved uh londoner i think those would be good that would be exciting to see the women sort of define fresh roles for themselves yes and the clothing i thought was outstanding outstanding first first stop so yeah we want them to hold on to the staff enough that they can continue to get dressed for formal dinners. Okay. Because if they give away the staff, right. then, you know, we're not going to see some of their fancy clothes. Yeah. So. How are they going to put all that headgear on? How are, how are the women going to be able to attach all those fascinators to their heads? And I that, that I loved the, like, the plum uh, silk dress that Mary was wearing. Yes. At the end, when she could, that color, that color combination was beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay. So we are looking forward to next week. Viv Clicquot on ice. Let's go. We're ready. We're here. We got it. This is Downton Gabby. All right. If you are new to Satellite Sisters, we would love you to go check out our other podcasts. We've been doing them for years, almost as long as, as Downton Abbey has uh, been. (laughs) Actually, right? Because it, when did it start? 1912 when the Titanic sank? So. Yeah, longer. We have, we are our run has been longer than the timeline of Downton Abbey. Okay, that's a very strong point, Liam. Not really. Thank you, though. Or what, I'm not sure what it means, but but that's good. It's a good point. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'd also like to thank Audible for their support of this podcast. Remember, you can go uh, check out Audible for 30 days for free at audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. The book we recommended that you listen to at Audible is an 
historical uh, book, uh, To Marry an English Lord. It's the real story of the 100 American heiresses that went to England around 1914 to marry English lords. And it's a very lively social history. It's full of all kinds of personalities and gossiping anecdotes and houses and uh, period details. So if you like Downton Abbey, you're going to want to check out To Marry an English Lord on Audible. Audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. All right, Jill, have a great week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters here. On behalf of all my sisters, we wanted to say thank you for making You're the Best a Celebration of Friendship such a special experience for all of us. Our new book came out this fall, and you came out to book events all over the country. We appreciate your support, and we want you to know that we think honestly, you're just the best, Satellite Sisterhood. For more information about the book and our new readers group guide, go to SatelliteSisters.com. Remember, you're the best. You're the best.